You are locked on wild. We are part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. My name is Joe Bully. I am your host for Lockdown Wild. And with me, as always, for your listener's choice Friday episode is Tony Abbott of The Athletic Minnesota. Tony, who is Philip Hallander and who is he to you? I, you know, I, I, I know who he is now. I just have to look him up, but I know who he is. He's a, uh, he's a center slash wing prospect who's out in the Swedish Elite League. And he's having a solid season. I think it's seven points in 13 games or something, which is is not bad production for a youngster in the uh, Swedish league playing against men. But, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, I I, I did not really know very much about him until today. Why did you look him up? I was just looking at an ESPN article where they were putting together uh, trade proposals. and, And, like, it's a thankless job to put together trade proposals because... You know, there's always going to be someone on both sides of every uh, of every trade proposal saying like this is awful, mm-hmm. I don't like this. But uh, I anyway. So ESPN uh, published an article that was like that and suggested the Minnesota Wild trading the uh, uh, Jason Zucker, not the Jason Zucker, Jason Zucker, to. <laughs> the Pittsburgh Penguins in exchange for Philip Hallander, uh, who was a second round pick in 2018. So he's, he's pretty young too. He's, he's 19. He yep. won't turn 20 until this summer. Uh, so Philip Hallander in a second round pick in 2021. And I'm sorry. Like I know that putting together trades is a thankless job. I think that one is in the dustbin. Yeah. I, <laughs> Second round pick in 2018, 58th overall. Like, sure, he's probably got some talent, but for Jason Zucker, I don't know if that moves the needle for anybody here at all. Well, right, and it's it's a it's not just like a year of Jason Zucker. It's not like Jason Zucker's a rental, right? This is right, three yeah. plus years of Jason Zucker, who is still very much in his prime and very much still a, a good hockey player. Like, this is not. Like, I think people get really afraid of taking on term and money. And to some degree, that's a valid concern, right? You don't want to have, like, Matt Ziccarello clogging up your cap for the next five years. But if you're talking about someone who's not even 30 yet, I think Zucker's contract won't run out until he's 31. So that's, you know, that's that's pretty good for... Right, for, yeah. Like, that's not like you're taking on, like years of a veteran in his like declining years. Like this is a guy who is still very much productive and is still a pretty good bet to be productive three years from now too. So I, I I don't understand why his term would drive down his value that much because like the, the way I see it, I would much rather trade some assets and get a good player for the next three years. I don't have to worry about who is on the wing of like Evgeny Malkin right. for the next three years, then go out and, and spend the same assets or or even slightly less, but paying a premium to get Chris Kreider for the next two months. I, I think that's whack. Right. Yeah, I agree. Like, sure. You could throw a, a first round pick at a rental or throw, you know, a couple of prospects at a rental, but which is Wouldn't a bad you, idea. Which is a bad idea. That's why you get Chuck Fletcher. I mean, fired. <laughs> I mean, that's what happens uh, to to GMs when they when they throw out the you know they they create their uh, 
a bear cupboard in the prospect pool because that's the kind of move that they're making. It doesn't make any sense when you can get a Jason Zucker who is a productive player cost controlled for through his age 31 season. Like that seems to be the better play for any GM out there looking to make a move. And um, I, it could be, you know, the fact that Philip Hellander is, is in Sweden and we don't really see him. He's 19 years old, but I, I just don't, think that like even like his his profile of just being a strong two-way forward that that works hard and fork checks you know and back checks impressively like that doesn't really do much for me because well and he was at the world junior championships as well this year and he did not show anything at the world juniors really no but it's just yeah I, i agree there was there's, that's just not the kind of player that you'd be getting for Jason Zucker. To, I would hope that Bill Guerin would have a little more sense than that to be like, yeah, uh, thanks, but no thanks. Not for not for Jason Zucker. Yeah, that's absolutely a move where it's like that. that is the kind of trade that you pass on because you don't have to trade Jason Zucker now. Like if they were desperate to trade him. That's one thing, but yeah, I, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't like that at all. Here's another trade proposal that I saw on the internet that, uh, that yeah. garnered a little bit of interest, I think, today. Sean Warren, who does a Canucks podcast called Area 51 Hockey Podcast, which is a cool name. I'd love to know the story behind that. It's a Canucks podcast? It's a Canucks podcast called Area how 51. Is that, how is that not a Vegas podcast? I don't know. They slept on it. Oh, they 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 did not get that trademark fast enough, did they? <laughs> Uh, so he seems like a missed out, opportunity. He threw out one earlier saying, since everyone's thrown up trade proposals, I'll toss out one. I genu- genuinely want to hear thoughts on this one to Vancouver. And this is just an absolute spitball one. Same thing with the, uh, the Zucker mm-hmm. one that we just talked about from ESPN. Uh, but to Vancouver, Dumba, Fiala, first round. To Minnesota, Besser, Troy Stetcher, and a third round pick. Dumba, Fiala, and a first-round pick Yep, for four. Brock Besser and Troy Stetcher. Yep. No other picks? A uh, third-round pick. No. No, I don't like that. Like, Brock Besser is a fine player, but if you're giving up both Dumba and Fiala plus a first, like, I don't care enough about Troy Stetcher. Like, I, I don't care. Here, here's here's a tweak that I thought that might make me more interested. And I, I'm on the same page with you in that, like, I, I don't... Like, Besser is a really great player. I'm not saying that he's not a really great player. Oh, yeah, really absolutely. Great and um, I certainly would like him on the wild, but I'm not going to pay that for that. That's too many assets in my that's, mind. Yeah. Here's, that's here's, a Paul Fenton deal. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he wouldn't trade Fiala. No, you're right. Yeah, it says white elephant. All right, let me uh, let me let me throw out another uh, a tweak, a variation in honor of Paul Fenton. A tweak. Uh, would you do that deal if it was Besser, Thatcher, Demko, and a third round pick? Get a goalie of the future, twenty three years old. I think that I would consider it more than the other one, but at the same time. I still feel like you could trade either of those two players separately and still get a pretty good haul back. 
So to combine them in one trade like that, that feels like a a asset mismanagement. That first rounder really sticks in my craw too. Yeah, it absolutely does. It is Friday and it means our listener's choice segment is coming up. And so we'll get into our listener's choice topic. Plus uh, another segment of our choosing, probably a little bit, uh, some fun, conversation here to end end your wild week uh the wild end up on uh you know having a pretty solid week in general uh so some good positivity to go to into your weekend with as well so we're going to take our first break and when we come back we'll get into your listener suggestion topic you're listening to locked on wild welcome back to the program you're listening to locked on wild and we're going to get into your listener's choice segment right now we got uh, a tweet from tony the demon to at locked on wild on Twitter. You can also, uh, you can send those suggestions in via Twitter. You can also send them in via email. Just go to locked on wild at gmail.com. And we'll be happy to uh, take your suggestions and your mailbag questions and do this every Friday and every week for you, our listeners. Cause we like it when you interact with us, it's, it's fun. It makes us feel special. Anyways, Tony. Yeah. What's de- up? Tony the Demons asks, if you had to choose three current wild players to build the team around moving forward and everyone else had to go, who would you pick and why? Well, Tony, the very nice boy, has some answers. The very nice boy? I'm a very nice boy. Tony the Angel? (laughs) Yeah, all right. Uh, uh, Angel, but from Buffy. I'm mysterious. Oh, God. And sexy. Yeah. I have sharp pointy teeth all right uh, all right fine let's 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 okay so the first thing you need to do is you need to look at that blue line and you need to say huh what is our best defense who is our best defenseman and i think that you still gotta say it is 100 percent ryan Suter. so i'm keeping ryan Suter. then i need a goal scorer so who's leading the wild goals right now i'm gonna look and uh oh zach parise there you go. So Ryan Suter, Zach Parise, and oh no, Joe, you gotta have someone up the middle. Well, you you need centers. This team definitely needs centers. You need centers to win, and that's why I'm saying Miko Koivu. So that's my three: Ryan Suter, Zach Parise, and Miko Koivu. Everyone else, get out. <laughs> the other two for sure, between Suter and Parise. I mean, they're here for the long term. I mean, here they're here for the long haul. Like, might as well build around them. <laughs> So, okay, if, if if this was an exercise that we could will into reality, then uh, then a lot of salary cap problems get solved real fast. <laughs> and, uh, and it doesn't get to be this clean, but let's uh, let's let's actually do the thought experiment and uh, and pick. I, I think you do need to start with uh, with the blue line. Minnesota has such a good blue line. I agree. So the question is then like, you you talk about okay who's the Wild's best defenseman going forward? I think Jared Spurgeon could be in this conversation because he is such a very very solid two way defenseman, but he is on the older side of just a you know I know Suter's older, uh, Brodeen is twenty six years old, uh, Spurgeon I think is thirty. Uh, so, good, yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then um, you know Brad Hunt and and Greg Patteron. Uh, and Carson Soucy, well, Brad Hunt and Greg Pattern are much, are older too, and Carson Soucy is a relatively older sort of second year player as well. 
I don't know if I'd want to necessarily build around Susie. Like no, I said, I think I don't, I don't think so. No, I think the choice here is between Brodine and Dumba, or Spurgeon, or Spurgeon. I, but... I I do legitimately think that there's a case for Jared Spurgeon to to be one of the three. I I would agree. I think you can make a case, but I I am going after. Uh, I would build around Matt Dumba. I probably would lean Matt Dumba too. Uh, but I would have to think long and hard about the other two. And I, yeah, uh, you're correct. I do think that with Dumba, it, it hasn't really shown itself right now this season. But when he is on like this, he is a player that really can and do things from the blue line that uh, not really many other wild defensemen or really any other defenseman in the league can do that are, that uh, you know you can you can control that are on the wild because you know you look at uh, like Brent Burns and and um, Eric Carlson and uh, um, a number of different uh, players across the league like they they do things on the ice that not many other not many forwards can do and, and I think maybe even Kale McCarr could eventually be in that same that same group event, you know, as, and he might even be there now too. Mm-hmm. Kale McCarr is freaking awesome. Uh, and it's, he's going to be a problem for, uh, for the wild for many years. But I say Matt Dumba, just because I still believe that he's got a lot there that has yet to be tapped. I agree. I think his talent is, is too unique to pass on. And uh, this is uh this is uh this is me kind of like rubbing my hands together and being like, ah, yeah. Uh, but uh, I would also say the same thing about Kevin Fiala. Like, he would be somebody who, if I had to choose three players to build around for the future, Kevin Fiala, I think, is a slam dunk pick for me. Uh, we gloated and, and, and had, a, had a huge Fiala love fest, but just to <laughs> sum it up, he is a forward that can yep. make plays on the ice that no other wild forward is able to make. Correct. And um, I think part of that is because uh, the straight line – of if that's a word uh, of the team in general, they, they like to skate in straight lines where Fiala likes to kind of, you know, go in between and dipsy doodle. And he's, he's more creative that way. And, and I don't necessarily know if, if other wild players are on that same wavelength, but uh, I would agree that Kevin Fiala is a player that seems like a player that you could potentially build a roster around now. I also am kind of like sort of kind of thinking in the future as well as to what's coming. And I do want Kevin Fiala to be a part of what the wild future is. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of, I guess like, yeah, if all other players had to go, like maybe you, you don't, you don't bring in like the same players that the, uh, that the wild currently have in their system that aren't uh, on the NHL roster. But I think like, if you get players like that, I think this team could be very good with Kevin Fiala a part of it. So for the third one, I, I guess my short list would be, uh, it would be Brodeen, it would be Spurgeon, it would be Jason Zucker, and maybe Erickson Eck, but he's more on the outside fringe of that, I think. Okay. So what what are your what are you thinking? What's what's your third contender? I was trying to go youth, and I was trying to figure out which player between Greenway, Donato, Conan, or Jules Eriksson would be 
a player to build around. And then mind you, I'm going after youth. I mean, I think Zucker is a is a player that you could have, but is he a player that's here for two to three years or is he here for another seven to eight years, you know? Um, so what can you really, really build on that? Um, as re- kind of really for the other players too, like I think five years is, would be the most. Whereas, you know, if you can get Jules Erickson Eck or Donato or, or uh, Greenway or, you know, the um, uh, Luke Cunning to really go off and develop into something special, like you could potentially have somebody here for damn near a decade. And that would, you know, that would be awesome too. So I was kind of going youth round and I actually did pick, uh, Jules Erickson Eck as my two. You know, he did score two goals in the Dallas game. Um, nice to see him kind of, uh, getting on, on fire. Absolute beast of a shift to end the game. I don't know if you caught that, but it was him and Greenway, uh, battling for the puck along the boards. Greenway was kind of doing more of the heavy lifting on that one, but Jules Erickson Eck was definitely a part of that. And, uh, and just grinding away in the final minute of the game and um, ended up scoring on a wraparound. And it's just um, epitomizes kind of, I think, what Erickson X game is like. It is very hard-nosed. He does go against the top lines of uh, other teams. And I think that if you're going to build around somebody, uh, I think that he could be a guy that can play in both ends of the rink and be really effective. Uh, you certainly want to see more points from him, but with Jules Erickson, I think you'd be a safe bet to to have a, a solid team with him in your lineup. All right, in the interest of being agreeable and 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 nice and and kindly, I will uh, I will defer to you on this and say Erickson Eck and add that uh, that without Eric Stahl, without Luke Cunning, without Victor Rask, maybe Erickson Eck would get some minutes in this scenario. All right, Tony, uh, I think we. Uh... I'm surprised we agreed, but uh, I think we are, we can agree that we need to probably take a, a break here quick. And then uh, we'll get into the final segment of the week and uh, kind of send our listeners home feeling happy. So uh, let's get right into that. You are listening to Locked on Wild. And welcome back to the show. You're listening to Locked on Wild. I'm Joe, your host with Tony from the Athletic Minnesota. Tony, I wanted to ask you a question that I, that you asked me in my bi-week mailbag article on zonecoverage.com. If you haven't read that, please go to zonecoverage.com. Take a look at it. I did answer a bunch of mailbag questions, and uh, it's there for you to uh, indulge with your eyes and your mind as well. So, uh, Tony, is there one player that would be your white whale that you would sacrifice – kind of everything for to get uh, and, uh, and uh, you know, kind of like the same that uh, Kevin Fiala was with Paul Fenton. Yeah. So, so Paul Fenton last year, if you don't know, and and if you don't know, then, uh, then uh, sorry to, sorry to burst anything for you about <laughs> like, maybe you're, you're like, yeah, Paul Fenton was a pretty cool guy. I don't know why he, I guess uh, I heard he went to a farm upstate or something. <laughs> he said that he would be running around with all the draft picks forever, all the tall draft picks forever. Uh, but yeah, so there's a lizard farm, I think. <laughs> so Paul Fenton uh, last year at the trade deadline was very singularly focused on getting Kevin Fiala to the point where he almost made 
a, a trade where he would have not only given up Mikhail Gramlin, but also thrown in additional assets in order to bring back Mikhail Gramlin. And like that's uh, that's a lot, but like sometimes you do. Sometimes you do just fall in love with a player, and you're like, "That's my guy," and I have to get him. So let me guess, yours was Philip Hallander. <laughs> Last year it was William Nylander. Oh yeah, yeah, William Nylander. Uh, I was a big fan of, of doing whatever it takes to get William <laughs> Nylander on under contract. I would still be interested in it today. I don't think that it's possible to do that okay. at uh, at a at any sort of uh at any sort of way that uh, that doesn't absolutely nuke like say your <laughs> next first round pick or right i don't think that's i don't think that's a gettable proposition in the off season this summer i actually would have been really interested in landing nikolai ehlers he was kind of a buy low guy last uh last off season had a uh, had some struggles uh, over the year, um, with uh, with health and and play in general, I think he had just twenty one goals and thirty seven points in sixty two games last year, um, and like he was a guy that the Jets were looking to move, especially since in twenty one playoff games he had no goals in twenty one playoff games, which is pretty bad. It's not great, and uh, yeah, right, and uh, it's very disappointing, but. You know, you have someone in Ehlers who's electrifying, who who skates really well, who has a really good shot. I would have really liked to have uh, to seen Ehlers come to uh, to Minnesota, but again, I, I think he's in the same boat as Nylander, where like that ship might have sailed because now he is he's back on track. He's got 19 goals through 55 games and uh, and 42 points on on the season. So I think that's out. So I'm trying to think of, of guys who not just, you know, I would love to get, like, obviously, like, anyone would love to get, like, uh, Connor McDavid, right? But I'm trying to think of guys who I, I think Minnesota could reasonably get, and I want to throw it back to the uh, the first segment. And I I really want Minnesota to get a good young goalie, not just, like, not just a Kapokakinen where it's like he has a chance to do something, but someone right. who's got some pedigree, someone who you can make a reasonable reasonable bet will be a top-tier goalie in the future. And I would say that uh, that Thatcher Demko would be that guy. So that's uh, that's yeah. that's the guy that I'm interested in. I don't know what you think. A real good goalie with Thatcher Demko. I, in my article, and to spoil my article for those that haven't read it yet, I uh, I just kind of remember back when we were part of Hockey Wilderness and we kind of pegged as David Pasternak as a as kind of a player to be intrigued by and just kind of seeing what ha- what he's become. Like, if I could go back in time and, and pick him for the wild, like, that's probably who I'd go for. Like, and just kind of seeing what he's become with Boston. Like, oh, he's kind of everything that the wild are missing. So, so uh, yeah, like I'm, I'm, I'm a Demko guy. I don't know what you think about Demko in, in particular, other than just like, okay, like he's like, yeah. As as for Demko it, it, as himself, like Thatcher Demko for sure had a really nice career in college, and uh, was a player that uh, was was drafted relatively high too. Like I just, uh, I think that with with goalies, there is differences in talent as well, and the higher they go just like skaters 
there's going to be a lot of talent there, uh, more talent than say the bottom groups as well. Now it doesn't mean like any other player can't hit, you know, as a fifth or sixth rounder. But uh, I think with Thatcher Demko, like you want to bank on that talent that he's got. And so I, I, I don't mind that, that selection as well, especially considering what the wild need, like they need goaltending badly, mm, real bad. And, and a guy that you can, uh, that you can really rely on to, uh, to emerge as that uh, that player and i i think that it's not impossible it's not an impossible p- proposition to to get him because they've got uh they've got a good guy in the minor leagues uh michael di pietro he yep. is somebody who could be someone they have a starting goalie who's going to be an unrestricted free agent but if they re uh re-sign jacob markstrom he's been doing really well for them over the last you know, several seasons. So mm-hmm. I, I don't know if it's far fetched to do it. And like, yeah, like that's uh that, that's the guy, that's the guy I'm interested in. Yeah. If I remember right during his time at Boston college, I mean, he was one of the better goaltenders in the NCAA. So oh, he was uh, stellar. yeah, it's absolutely stellar. And he's been pretty good with the, uh, with the, uh, the Vancouver Canucks, uh, organization as well. Uh, any final thoughts you got for this week, Tony? I know, uh, Nope. I do have uh, just one final thought here before we sign off. But uh, Zach Preezy did reach his thousandth game against Dallas. So, uh, you know, stick tap to Zach Preezy. Um, definitely, uh, I think, means a lot to this franchise and, and, and both being a leader and just uh, being relatively consistent. I mean, we kind of talked about how consistent he was for, um, for this team when he hasn't been hurt. So uh, just... Uh, stick tap for that. We'll probably end up giving him some love later on, uh, kind of like we did with Miko Koivu for his thousandth game, um, and we kind of reminisce some Zach Freezy moments as well. Probably, uh, probably next week. So, two games right. away from playing his 500th in a wild sweater. Yeah, that's pretty awesome too. So, all right, Tony, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Ohio Tony. You can find me and my work at the Athletic Minnesota. All right, and you can find myself on Twitter at JoeBoo15, as well as my work at ZoneCoverage.com. That'll do it for this week and this show of Lockdown Wild. If you liked today's show, please hit subscribe so your device sends it to you every time there's a new episode without having to do any work. Please leave a review and a rating on whatever podcast service you use. It does help us out get found and spotted by um, wild fans such as yourself. You can follow the podcast on Twitter. Just look up at Lockdown Wild. And you can also get in touch with us via email. Send it to our inbox, lockdownwild at gmail.com. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Wild. And be sure to check us out every Monday through Friday to stay on top of everything revolving around your Minnesota Wild every day. <laughs>